Yo-yo dieting. Yes. I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, can you can you describe what yo-yo dieting is? Um. So basically, you you, you set out on a mission to lose some weight. So you um go online and find the easiest, quickest diet to, to get you to where you want to be. Lose ten kilos in eight weeks. Oh, ten um, like a ten almond a ten almonds a day sort of diet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah maybe a piece of fruit here and there. But yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. Um and. So you lose all this weight and it's great and then you get to the end of it and you realize that you've been starving your body and you're starving every day and you need more food. So you're at your goal weight, so you think you can start eating more food, right? Um, so you do. And then all of a sudden you're back to, to where you started. Um, and then you realize, oh, shit, like uh, I'm back to where I started, if not even heavier. And so you go on another diet and you try something new and then you lose all this weight. But this time you might not be able to lose quite as much because you've kind of done all this damage to um, your, your hormone levels and, and the way your body um, processes food that it, it gets harder and harder to lose weight each time. So um, you need to go into more of a deficit or um, you need to be a bit more extreme every time. And then you get to your goal. Again, it happens. Um, you start eating normally and you get back to, to where you started, if, if not heavier. And it's just this cycle that repeats over and over again. Um, and it's really hard to stop because you you get addicted to the, the feeling of being leaner and lighter and people telling you that you're looking amazing. And um, I've experienced it quite a bit, like in periods of time where I've uh, bulked a little bit. To, oh, like yourself personally? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Yeah, so I've bulked up to like gain some muscle mass, get a bit stronger, um, look more at a performance side of things. And then obviously once you get to a certain point, then it's time to pull back a little bit and um, strip away like some of what you gained um, in terms of body fat. Um, I'm the type of person that when I gain, I don't just gain muscle mass. I, I quite easily gain body fat. Um, and so – I need to have that uh, cycle of, you know, building a little bit and pulling back a little bit. And then when I pull back a bit, everyone tells me that, you know, you're looking amazing. It's kind of like, oh, you, you shouldn't get back to where, where you were before. Like yeah. you were looking a bit big then, like stay where you are now. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well. That you don't understand the context. No, yeah. like it, it, it's not your decision really. If, mm. if I want to, you know, put in a bit of weight, that, that's my decision. Um, but at the same time, mm. like it, it I don't think they mean it to do any harm, yeah. but it just creates this um, really unhealthy relationship with your body and with food. Um, and that just perpetuates that whole yo-yo dieting cycle. So it's like people don't even know that they're contributing to exactly. this person's problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying things that are feeding that negative part. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it might just be slip of the tongue, um, but sometimes people are just really unaware of, what they're saying and what kind of impact it can have. Um, obviously, we don't want to have that kind of like, uh, for lack of a better word, pussy behavior where it's kind of like you can't say anything to anyone without offending them because that's just the other extreme. But when you're telling someone that, you know, they shouldn't go back to what they were before as if it was um, something that was uh, not uh, attractive to them, then that's when it becomes unhealthy, I think. And, um, yeah, so you can say, you know, oh, you are looking good, but you don't say don't go back to being your heavier self because really you should be happy with whatever um, body you're in um, and want to improve on it for intrinsic reasons rather than well, what other people say. Mm. Just to, just that last statement there, you should be happy with the body you're in. Yeah. 
Now, we spoke about this just before we started yeah, recording, but that's been taken a bit too far now, hasn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. So everything gets taken too far these days. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's, a, there's a bit of a trend on social media where it, I think the, the intention behind it was good. So health at every size. Um, it, it's a movement on social media where um, people are encouraged to love the body that they're in. Um, but they forget about that first word and, and it's the health. So when, <laughs> so you know, when I bulked up to, to build the muscle mass, yeah. it wasn't yeah. to get overweight and obese. Like it was to build the muscle mass, which um, carries along with it some extra body fat. But it wasn't outside of healthy norms. Like my blood test results were still good. I, I still had a healthy body fat percentage for a female. Um, everything was still. And you were strong. Age. And I was strong. Exactly. Mm. I had built up to muscle mass. Um, but then there's like the people that take it too far and use that health at every size movement, love the body you're in sort of thing to give them an okay to be overweight and unhealthy and fat. And they forget about that health part of, of the equation. Um, and so you'll see morbidly obese people on Instagram promoting that they should not have to listen to what society thinks of them and that they should be able to eat a pizza every night for dinner and not feel guilty for it. Um, and really what you don't see is that they're morbidly obese. If you would look at their blood work, it would probably be like shit. Mm. Um, they have a really unhealthy body fat percentage. They're putting themselves at, at more risk of things like diabetes, cardiovascular disease. Oh, they're probably cancer. there yeah. if they're morbidly obese. Yeah, if mm. not already there. Yeah. Um, so that, again, is just taken out of context. And they're just giving themselves an excuse to not have to put in the work to be healthy because while we don't want to create the, the disordered eating habits and eating disorder side of things, at the same time, you do need to put at least some effort into your health. Then it's that whole 80, 20 rule. So you don't want to go balls to the wall and, you know, uh, have an unhealthy body fat percentage in terms of being way too lean. But at the same time, you need to put some effort into preparing your meals most of the time, choosing healthier foods most of the time, um, rather than just completely, you know, going off the rails and um, giving yourself an excuse to uh, be happy in your body and, and not have to eat foods that might not be hyperpalatable and um, taste good and extra salty, sweet, fatty, you know, deliciousness. Um, so, yeah, it, health is just a crazy, like, spectrum of absolutely everything that that's wrong with the world but it's a sticky topic it is it's a very sticky topic yeah there's someone who looks physically healthy could have psychological psychologically exactly. psychologically just the most fucked up thinking pattern and that's on one side and then yeah and then you could have somebody who's physically very 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 unhealthy but then their thinking is like Complete yeah upset. yeah like you just think pretty just thinking is pretty good but just you just could exercise a bit more discipline over here yeah so it's like as a professional it's you have to be aware of all of these things, yep. but still treat this person properly. And now that you said that, like the funny thing is that on both sides of the spectrum, neither of them are actually at all interested in their health. So, you know, on the on the under-eating side of things, it's all about how you look. And on the over-eating oh. side of things, it's all about not having to put in the work and, and not having to eat foods that might not taste as great. And 
yeah, just realized no one really has health in mind anymore. It's kind of that middle ground is just getting further and further. Kind of like politics. It's like mm. people are getting more lefty and people are getting more righty and mm-hmm. there's no one in the middle anymore. It's just like... For the people. Yeah. yeah for your health. So let's just define health then. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about physical health first. Yeah. In From from what you've been taught as a dietitian, mm-hmm. what's 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 healthy physically? So, you know, you've got your, your, your measures, which are things like BMI, body fat percentage, all those sorts of things, um, which are good as a tool, but you can't use one on its own because, for example, BMI just doesn't apply to the athlete population. Um, you know, yeah, waist circumference, if you've got a certain type of body shape, you might naturally have a much larger waist. And so, really? yeah. I thought the waist circumference was one of the, was like the, the best one you can use. So you can use your waist circumference, but you have to use it relative to your hip as well. So if your um, waist is larger than your hips, that means that you've got an obvious excess amount of fat right, in yeah. that area. Yeah. Um, but if you just take the waist circumference without looking at everything else as a bigger picture, then you don't really know what that is actually uh, telling you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, there are those sorts of measures um, which give you an idea of how healthy your body is if you're carrying excess body fat where you're carrying that excess body fat those sorts of things um then you can look at you know blood work so making sure that your sugars aren't high your cholesterol isn't high you don't have any sort of nutritional deficiencies like um iron deficiency for example then you look at the psychological side of things which is what is your attitude towards food is it healthy is it unhealthy are you trying to restrict are you too lazy to actually put in the effort into um having a healthy diet um, and then there's just the, um, I guess, social aspect as well. Um, so whether you can um, go out with your friends and have a good meal, but also know when to kind of follow healthier eating behaviours, um, whether you're um, trying to spread a good message as a health professional or as a person in society, um, uh, yeah, those sorts of things, they all come into play. Um, and it's not just one measure of health, but trying to address all of these things to create an overall healthy lifestyle. So more, um, more holistic. Yeah, exactly. Using that biopsychosocial yeah. model, but you're looking at it from a food context. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and physical health, obviously. So, you know, if you can't walk up a flight of stairs without, without getting puffed out, which is, you know, more of the... Um, what we were just talking about, people being overweight and not doing anything about it... Um, can't walk up a flight of stairs, can't fit into a an airplane seat, that mm. sort of thing. Mm. Um, you know, all those Well you should pay more. Yeah. Well I think they do pay more. I, if you're if you're too big that you can't fit into a seat, you go you should pay for two seats. Yeah, I, I so this is a funny story. So I went to see John Peterson on, on the weekend mm. and the guy in front of me um went to sit down and he actually couldn't fit in his seat. And so the people next to him um kind of had to like move over to, to accommodate and um that's when, you know, it, it's not just a matter of not being super slim anymore and not having a, 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 an objectively attractive body. It's about health now. It's mm-hmm. about having way too much body fat that puts extra pressure on your organs and mm-hmm. increases your risk of comorbidities. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Don't get us wrong here, though. It's not like we're saying we're not fat shaming people no. at the moment. No. When I see someone that's really overweight, I actually feel compelled to yep. help this person yeah and i feel it's almost like a, it kind of hurts me to see someone that big definitely like, i don't think it's anyone who's that big feels good when they when they see people around them shifting away no unless you're you probably like 0.1 percent yeah when you're in an airplane and you're you're the person 
in that airplane who's taking up a whole row. It's hard. Yeah. It's. I mean, I, I can I can imagine nothing more embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, why are you why are you in that position? Like, yeah. let, let people. Let, there's people like you and me. There's people around to help to help you. Yeah, definitely. And that's 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 what we do as health professionals. Like, we we want to help people. Um, and it's not definitely not about fat shaming. It's just about we want you to be healthy because we don't want you to have to live a life that isn't as uh, optimal as you know everyone else's, or you can't do the things that everyone else can yeah. do. Um. So it, it's about helping people. It's not about shaming or, you know, it's just about making people aware that this is where it can go um, and you don't want it to go there. So we need to stop it before it happens or we need to help you if you're there. Um, yeah. Because a lot of time it's, it's, it's environmental factors that um, cause those sorts of things. So it might be socioeconomic status. It might be um, poor eating behaviours as a child. It might be a whole bunch of things that just, aren't intrinsic to the person that you are um, and they build up and get you to a position that you just didn't realise you were in until right now when you can't fit in the airplane seat. So Yeah, uh, I'll touch on that in the next episode because yep. I really want to get your take on how does somebody get that big? Yeah, yeah. You know, because I've tried getting bigger. It, 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 <laughs> it fucking sucks, yeah. man. It, it just You're eating so much, you get tired, you don't even want to eat anymore. Yeah, I hate people like you. And I, well, I just, I got like, I got up, I gained three kilos and I thought, this is shit. Like, I I like being lighter, eating normally. Yeah. Um, But uh, one thing you said was, uh, as health professionals, we should promote health. Yes. Uh, And you, you yourself, you admit that you've, you've had Maccas now and again. Yeah. You're, you're not promoting complete like take away all no. the all the shit yeah, in, no. in, in food. No, so again, there's two sides. There's the people on Instagram that like, you know, have a, a highlight reel of all their perfect meals and, yeah. you know, brunch on a Sunday or just toasting the poached eggs and making all their, you know, perfect meals at home. Um, I definitely don't do that. Um, I don't have the time to do that. But what I do do is make the best with what I've got so I will still eat you know a balanced meal of protein veg um, healthy carbohydrates but I just take shortcut options and my meals just don't look fancy in the same way that they do mm-hmm. um, and then I follow that 80 20 rule and if I've had a big night out and I'm going home and I'm hungry like I'm gonna eat Maccas like I'm, I'm not gonna say no to it so yeah. um, there's that side but then there's also the other end of the spectrum too and you just need to you know um, get the best of both worlds. So we're focusing on health again and not just um, physical health and the way that you look, but also mental and, you know, internal measures of health. So, you know, whether you're um, predisposed to diabetes or cardiovascular disease and those sorts of things um, and start to focus more on, on that rather than um, the, the extremes. Cool. Yeah. Let's leave that there. Let's do it.